This is Tuesday, December 7th. Why? That's the question. I remember when our kids were going through the why phase of growing up. Almost every command was challenged with the question, why? Son, it's time to go to bed. Why? He would ask. We need to go to the store. Why? Would be the response. You need to eat your salad if you're going to get dessert tonight. Why? Now, I think partially the reason for so many why questions was to challenge authority. But I also think that our kids were beginning to think about motives, the reasons we do what we do. And learning this is a step toward growing up, asking why. Now, as we learn this week about God sending his son to bring about the forgiveness of sins, it will help us to know the big why. Why is this important to God? Why would the mission of Jesus in our world be forgiveness? Now, to understand the answer to this question, we need to go back to the dawn of creation and to the character of God himself. God created our world out of nothing. He used no material. Everything in the creation being made by him reflects his character. Punctuating and the explanation of creation, God pronounces everything good. Indeed, it is all very good. Now, this doesn't mean that it's beautiful or nice. No, it was perfect. It was fitting, like the holy God that created all of it. God created our world this way because he is this way himself. He placed us in the middle of his creation and set his affection on us. And we, above all the rest of creation, were made to reflect the glory of God. He made us in his own image and likeness. And Eden was the perfect place. Again, very good. The place for us to be safe and to enjoy the presence of God. But human beings chose another way. They turned from the God that created them and loved them. And this is when sin entered our world. Yes, we've heard this story many times. And we're living this story today. Each of us longs to return to Eden, the place where we were made to live. There was no fear there, only peace and joy. And being cast from the garden, no one knew this better than Adam and Eve. They knew what they were missing, and so do we. We ache for Eden, and we do all we can to get back there. Now, God hatched a plan to restore us and to return us to his presence. But here's that question. Why would he do that? Why not start all over, create another world? Why not begin afresh with new people? Here's our brief text for today. Isaiah 43, verse 25. I, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Yes, God says that he blots out the sin of his people for his own sake. Now, this sounds strange. Are we not the ones that need forgiveness? Are we not the ones that brought sin into the world? Yes, we do need forgiveness, and Sin came into the world through us. But the Lord tells Isaiah that 
It is about his name. That is a way of telling us that this story is about God before it's about us. Creation was formed on the basis of God's character, and salvation flows from the character of God. Now, that doesn't make us any less needy, but instead we learn the big why. This is who God is. He committed to save his people from their sins because he is love, to redeem his world, to act for the sake of his name. You see, God placed his name on our world. He placed his name on his people. And this is the nature of his promise. He's attached his name and his reputation on the story of our world and the destiny of his people. And we know that God will fulfill his promise because he has said so and he cannot lie. But God made his promise to begin with for his name's sake, for the honor of his name and the glory of his character. Now here's the beautiful part. That prophecy given to Isaiah over 2,500 years ago adds these words. Thus says the Lord who made you, who formed you from the womb, and who will help you. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. They shall spring up among the grass like willows by flowing streams. This one will say, I am the Lord's. Another will call on the name of Jacob, and another will write on his hand, The Lord's, and name himself by the name of Israel. That's Isaiah chapter 44, verse 2 to 5. You see, Isaiah says, When the day of salvation comes through the forgiveness provided by God's Messiah, his people will have his name on them. They will write on themselves, The Lord's. I am the Lord's. The good news is that before you write that name on yourself, God has already put his name on you. You are his. This is why Jesus came and what Jesus came to do. For the sake of the name of the Lord, because he put his name on the creation, he will redeem it. Because God put his name on you, he will redeem you in Christ. Now, going back to that time when my kids wanted to know why, it is understanding the why of salvation that we understand what God purposes to do in our world. You are secure because the holy and ever-faithful God, he placed his name upon you. I love those words here that explain what this means, how God loving us will change our lives. For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. Yes, he will send his life to a dry and weary land, hope and a future. And all of this God has done through Jesus. He has done as he promised, that he would finish this work in him. Let's pray. Holy and ever-loving Lord, it's hard for us to imagine that you place your name on us, that we are yours and secure in who you are. Remind us this Christmas of the glory of your name and how you have blotted out our sins and you remember them no more. 
Remind us that we are forgiven and free because Jesus came for us. In his name we pray. Amen.